Bard as Vauban now is asked to go and win his race by Ryan and he flashes past the two pole with a 3-4 length lead. But Gold Trip is brave, 100 to go, a length and a half emissary. Gold Trip is going to win the Lexus Melbourne Cup. Gold Trip wins it in a real staying contest for the ages. The fight runs on, lays in on top of Gold Trip. West Wind blows 100 to go without a fight, coming at it without a fight. West Wind blows the hit in unison without a fight. The Caulfield Cup. But it's only a question of how far Vauban is going to win by. He streets ahead of the others. Hello punters and Vauban welcome to our first preview, uh, our Ryan early Ball betting preview of the Melbourne Cup. The race that stops a nation. I cannot wait. Uh, this Melbourne Cup preview is brought to you by Dabble. Uh, Nick Lloyd, Matthew Zamet, Pat Allendorf joining me, Sam Wood. Uh, this is an early betting preview, so we're basically going to go... This will come out kind of Thursday night, Friday before the Cup. Uh, just kind of going through the top few horses in the market uh, at Dabble, and I suppose just a few other little ones that are worth having a look at or, or having a bet around or, or potting and leaving out of your numbers completely. Um, firstly, thank you, gentlemen. I know you guys are very, very busy. Uh, we just finished recording... Uh, the Golden Eagle uh, Fick Derby podcast, and you both were spectacular. Nick also spectacular. Um, after this weekend, we see the barrier draw on Saturday night. Uh, does the hype start kind of from Saturday night, or you kind of get over the Saturday and then it's kind of the lead up and you start getting excited? What about you, Paddy? I know you, you always do a big do for Melbourne Cup. Oh, yeah, mate. And the menu, the menu was created yesterday. It's already the buzz has already started too because there's um but there was we were down to thirty two for the field. We're waiting to see who's getting in, who's not who's out, who's riding what. It's um the build up's already begun, obviously, and uh I I can't believe you know you're in Melbourne Cup time when you start hearing about how good they're working. Oh, I've never put so much emphasis on track work and training. Even other trainers it was like it was like SAS, he said. Oh, SAS, Mick. that was his actual line. Mick Price, what a fanboy. He loved the sweat. sweat Unbelievable board, that a, a good horse works good a week out from and his that grand he's, And that he's sweaty after running 1,600 metres. How do you pull up, Sam, after 1,600, mate? You sweaty? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I've never, made the, I've never <laughs> yeah. made the distance. I'm short, sharp. I'm more kind of 1,200 metres. I'm an Everest runner. No. Uh, Mick, Pri- uh, Mick Price has got a bit of um, a bit of cheekiness about him. I... I would go as far to say that he um, is he taking probably, the piss there. Probably Pat? a bit of mayo, a bit of GST on mm. uh, what was going on there, and he was probably just having a bit of a laugh. So he could go home and have a red wine and tell everyone, "What about this? News. Will go viral. This will go viral." Yeah, yeah. watch this. Watch well, Vauban's let, let, price. Let's start there. Let's start with Vauban. Let's start at the top of the market. Um, as we just mentioned, Mick Price came out and said it's actually absolutely trained the house down. It looked like it was uh, the SAS there to quote unquote. Uh, a comment from Trackwork. It they're all training the house town this time of the year, aren't they, Zamet? They are, mate. Yeah, you've, you've and they're, they're all going to be looking their best, feeling their best, working their best. It's their grand final. It's um, the Melbourne Cup. Um, I don't take too much out of that. I, I'm, I'm with Paddy. I think uh, Price is a bit of a showman. He's he's very very clever. Um, whatever his motivation was there, I'm sure he he was impressed. I don't doubt he yeah. wasn't. Um, and and he's a he's a specimen. I saw I saw some footage and, and photos of him. He is a specimen, the horse. But yeah, a bit of carry on there. Um, uh, I just think it was a nice nice piece of work that the horse put in. Uh, nothing to get too excited about. And I just cannot believe 
that sort of hype and activity sees a horse in the Melbourne Cup go from $4 into $3.50. Yeah, it, it's insane. I like this horse, but I can't touch it at that price, and I haven't got a ticket on it anything earlier than that. I know you've got a fat one on it, don't you? Yeah, $41. So that's nice. Nice spot to be in. And Zama, you were just saying before we jumped on that your old boy missed out on, what, 200 to 1? Uh, yeah, yeah, he, he was nearly there for 200 to 1 and just missed and then saw t- $10, $10 and said, you, you can leave me out of that, and now regrets that, wishes What's he had the 10 <laughs> Is he still on the dial-up internet connection? What happened? <laughs> you know what it's like, mate. These bookies move very quick. Very quick. <laughs> I tell I tell you what, though. I think this year's, this year's different, though, because in all honesty, like, we're going to talk about these horses, but, yes, it's a Melbourne Cup, and we're used to seeing, you know, double-figured double, double figured winners, and, and if a favourite is going around, it's, it's 8 or $9 quite often. But this year we were talking in the infamous green room that there's a lot of horses that just have absolutely none in this field so you've got Vorban you've got Gold Trip you've got Without a Fight they're between 350 and like $7 and yeah. then it's $15 for two runners maybe I think Solcom and I'll, I'll, I'll actually so we're recording this 3pm 4pm uh, Sydney time on a Thursday afternoon Vorban is $3.50 Gold Trip four fifty. Without a Fight $8 with Double uh, Solcom 11's Break Up Absurd at 15s. Um, yeah, like I just think, I, I, I'm i just thinking like there's not eight chances and there's there's not a, not any reason for there to be four horses at between eight <coughs> and $12. You know, I just think there's two clear standouts and or maybe three clear standouts, including without a fight, the Caulfield Cup win. And then it's, for the, the tipsters that are doing their top four numbers and when you're riding a first four, it is just a field job in for fourth. Yeah, I'll, that's what I was saying. Agree, years, Patrick? Yeah, in years gone by, you always look down in the weights and uh, you know something to be running on with being a handicap, try and even out the playing field so that they all run across the line at the same time. But some of these guys, phew, they're going to be a long way behind to be running on. So I... There's a lot that I can't get hot over, but I'm looking to the form on the board. The guys that have the runs on the board, the wins in the bank, I don't see uh, a lot of that happening with a few of these limp-ins that have made the field. So, I don't know, maybe you can um, shed some uh, some light on a bit of an outsider, Zami. Uh, I don't know if I can shed any light on an outsider. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm not necessarily arguing with you guys. There's a there's a long tail to this race. You're kind of in agreement with yep. me that there's falls off a cliff. Only a few chances. Yeah, falls off a cliff very quickly. Um, I, I think you know uh, maybe an Athabaskan or something like that. If it makes the field at sixty to one, it's probably going to start shorter and and we'll have some fans. But no, I'm not here to I'm not here to give everyone a, an outsider. That's for sure. I think the outsider to include in your trifectas and first fours is Alan Kerr. Um, I think it'll be a popular runner as well on the day because it is Damien Oliver's rider. It's his last Melbourne Cup. So the, the once-a-year punters that are looking to, to get that sentimental bet on, they're probably specking uh, Alan Kerr. But his run was actually very good in that Mooney Valley Gold Cup. He didn't need to win it because he's, he's sort of right up the top of that order of entry and he might have 55.5 kilos or or something like that, but he'll run the 3,200 on his ear um, and his European form before he came out here was very good. So he's the one that I want to have in the numbers. Yeah, looking at it as just a trial in that race, I guess you can can yeah. come to that conclusion. But talking about sentimental, what about the people that backed Vow and Declare the year it won the Melbourne Cup? I know nine-year-old now, but 
arguably going better than when it won the Melbourne Cup. And I think it what did it carry when it won it? Fifty one and a half. Yep. yep. Only I don't know if you could say he's going team. better because he's he's just run he's going he's going well, but I don't reckon he's going better because that Melbourne Cup year he ran really well in the Turnbull and then he ran second to Murder Glass in a Caulfield Cup. Caulfield Cup yeah. This year he's come through the, the Caulfield Stakes um, and the Mooney Valley Gold Cup, which has got to be a tear down from a Turnbull and a Caulfield yeah. Cup. The one the one that it's not quite an outsider, but the one that I'm saying can can run well from those that start to get out in nods is the Japanese horse breakup. Um you have to forgive its last run because how's it going to turn the tables on without a fight? Uh, Solcom and Co. Uh, on face value, it won't. But you just look back through its form and you see it's run a third and a fourth, I think, to Justin Pallas, who was the horse rattling home for second behind Equinox there the other day. And everyone's all excited about Equinox as obviously the world's world's best horse. Um, how do you how do you ignore that form over 3,000 metres in Japan uh, with the record that they, they have when bringing horses here? Um, no doubt it would have had some improvement. Uh, no doubt it will improve to 3,200. Um, you know, that's probably the horse where I can say there's an argument to be made if, if you want to talk an outsider of sorts without it being... I, I agree with you, Zammit. I don't mind it at all, especially, like you said, around Equinox. Mm. Um, and I don't mind more felon. We are just talking about that before we jumped on as well. Uh, imagine that for a friggin' story, Jamie Carr comes and wins the Melbourne Cup or oh, Nick redemption with all the... Oh, what about the chat around that? Wouldn't that be? Yeah. I'd I'd actually love to see it. But so, um, so I had good. the ticket, like I had the the same horse double uh, for him to win the Geelong Cup and the Melbourne. Cup. Yeah, yeah, and, we're talking about it. And like at that time, it was three hundred to one in the Melbourne Cup, and I don't have, don't, I didn't take anything just in the <laughs> cup. But his run in that Geelong Cup, it was good, but. Uh, the, there were seven of them cross the line together and it was won by a maid who was, what, 900 days between wins. Like, if something out of that Geelong Cup comes and wins a Melbourne Cup, I'll, I'll walk home. Bit in that right. form. Boys, talk to me about Gold Trip. Uh, last win in the Group 1, Turnbull. It's come out since and ran in the... Uh, what it's running? The Caulfield. Cox Plate. Cox. Cox and now comes in as our second favourite for the Melbourne Cup. Gold Trip's $4.50 with Dabble. Uh, Pat... I know you've got an opinion on this horse. You tipped it. You were very, uh, very confident last year in the Melbourne That's Cup, bullish. tipping Gold Trip. Who um, on? Who's, a, who's our jockey this year? James McDonald. J-Mac. J-Mac. How good is that? <laughs> yeah, he uh, he secured that ride about Late pickup. four days ago. Yep. Oh, killing it. I thought Ben Mellon might have got it. But, um, mate, he, he's another one, arguably going better than when he, um, when he went into the Cup last year. I, think I would is. say. Yep. I know Durston knocked him off in the Caulfield Cup. Well, I don't. I know Durston went a miss uh, early in the prep, but still, it's gotten beaten by a horse like without a fight. The jockeys jumped off him to go the other way. There's a bit of a there's a bit of story behind this horse now going into this cup. And wouldn't it be great to see a a horse come out and win back to back cups? It, uh, it's definitely right up to its eyeballs and able to do it. Just. Uh, yeah, the uh, the story behind it. Uh, that's the only probably knock I've got is that Zara got off it, uh, but it gets J Mac aboard, so you lose nothing there. And yeah, there's no reason why um, why he couldn't go back to back. I'm not not concerned with the weight. They were they were saying the big weight last year would stop him, and he just carries it. Doesn't no no worry in the world. What do you think? I, I'm I'm with you, Pat. I'm I'm very very keen on Gold Trip's chances, but. Just on Mark Zara hopping off and sticking with without a fight, he 
I think he made mention that it was because of the likelihood of a firmer track, which is probably more likely to suit without a fight, with no rain rain around. But in terms of a, um, a historical sense, he had the chance to win back-to-back Melbourne Cups on the same horse. What do you think is a bigger, a bigger thrill for him now? So in, in the record book, say if, if either Gold Trip or without a fight were to win it, winning back-to-back Melbourne Cups on the same horse the first time since we've saw, seen Maccabi Diva do it, or being on the same horse in the same season to win the Caulfield Cup and the Melbourne Cup double because the last time that's been done was, I think, might have been Maccabi Diva too. So um, is there much of a line? Do you think think that would play into his head? Like, I want to win both cups in the same season or I want to win back-to-back cups? Got to be a bit of ego there, I think, because there's Mm. no way uh, you get off the previous year's winner to to ride a different horse, Caulfield Cup winner or not. I think if, you, if you've got the opportunity to go back-to-back in the Melbourne Cup, I think it's only been done four times, five times maybe in the, in the history of the race. Biggest race in probably. Australia behind the Everest. I've got no doubt that uh, there's probably a little bit of an ego play there, maybe with his manager too, that said, um, you know, we'll look like we've got big nuts if we can uh, select the right horse here and, you know, maybe go the, the, the path that the punter doesn't think that you would travel and... I guess the the hype coming out of the Caulfield Cup uh, would give you that momentum in selecting that horse. But I'll tell you what, if I knew he was going to get off Gold Trip, I wouldn't have been backing him in the Cox Plate because his ride there was absolutely putrid. (laughs) I was not expecting him to go back again, get caught on the fence. I thought he would be in the running line and and off and gone. Oh, come on, this, this is an ego or whose who's nuds are bigger than whose nuds, mate. It's not, it's um, it's just who he thinks is going to win the race. The bloke is not giving up a Melbourne Cup win. He could be wrong. I'm not saying he's right. He could be wrong. But there is just no two ways about it. He has had a look at it. He feels his best chance of winning that race is without a fight. Well, there could be a touch of emotion to do with, like you said, winning the Caulfield Cup. be hard to get off him. But surely it's just as hard to get off the horse that he won the Melbourne Cup with last year. Yeah. I, I, he could be wrong, but I think that's simply what his decision is based around. He thinks without a fight is his best chance to win it. Gold trip wins, and you could have created the history of winning back-to-back. You cups. think he wants so to miss that? that? More, I agree. But that hurts more than winning the Caulfield Cup, Melbourne Cup in the same. I year. agree. Yeah. For me, though, that gives even more weight more to that to, to what, what it would saying, have taken yeah. for him. It can't be. Oh, I can't split them. Because if it's I can't split them, I probably just stick with the horse that won me the Wait, Melbourne I, Cup I think last that's year. Ego. I think it could that, be. Sort of you know angry. what? It, it could be because he's a man on fire at the moment, and and there's a jockey every spring in the in the Flemington Carnival, the, the Melbourne Spring Carnival, that just gets on a roll, and it's him this year. Four winners there, Cox Plate Day. Um, you're a brave man to stand in his way, whatever decision he's making, whichever direction he's going on a racetrack or, or otherwise. Do you think he would have verbally committed to without a fight before the Cox Plate? No. Before he rode Gold Trip? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. He had the choice between them both leading to the Caulfield Cup. Um, I doubt very much they've insisted he takes a ride in the Melbourne Cup as well. And I doubt Zara would have been accepting that if that was the case. It doesn't make sense to me. Fair enough. That's my guess, though. We're all guessing. We weren't in those conversations. Yeah. Plenty of speculation. Gold Trip is the best best chance that we've had in uh, 20 years to win back-to-back Melbourne Cups. Like... I don't know how many have actually run the following year. There'd, there'd be a few, but there'd be he, heavy, yeah. he. But yeah, that he's head and shoulders above anything else. I think. What since Maccabi, you reckon? Yeah. I think so. I'm trying to think any of those that were major chances. It would have been those internationals. I would have loved to have seen Protectionist come back 12 months later because he could have because he was a he was sort of down on the weights when he won it in 20. 
14. It's, it's probably yeah, the, the Dunedins and Americanes of the world that were the best the best chances that I can yeah. remember um, since yeah. the well, Diva. Americane did. He, he came back and started. Ran third, uh, didn't he? Third or fourth? Mm. Yep. And Dunedin. Dunedin so, similar, I think. Yeah, Dunedin definitely won the Caulfield Cup the following mm. year, but anyway, that was 10 years ago now. Longer. Jeez. The other side of that storyline without a mm. fight. Uh, has, has any of you three got yeah. that? Horse on top for Melbourne Cup. I do, I do. So yep. you, you know, I've been, I've, I've uh, said a lot about that horse on on uh, this podcast. He's uh, he's been my horse for the spring. He's ticked one of the big three, um, and I think he could tick a second. Um, only his third start this prep. There's still upside, isn't there, boys? He's st- he's yeah, it has yeah, to he's be. still an improvement. I've got to agree, Zami. It's the, it's the overlooked horse for us or for me. It's still I eight dollars, uh, eight dollars. Yeah, it's still eight dollars with the Cup winner, like. I know, that's what I'm saying. It's the overlooked horse because I was on gold trip, so you're sort of, you're too busy saying, geez, my horse ran well, that, that's a very good cup trial, and you're overlooking the winner. Fuck, it, it was a run and a half it? that it um, it was able to just, it, it came from behind gold trip, didn't it? It did, and don't don't be worried about him not staying or, and, or any... Yeah, then laid in. Yeah, because, I mean, he, he failed in the cup last year, but it was on a wet track, so ignore it. I don't think he's a query at the two miles. He, he looked in trouble on the turn. He was off the bit, and West Wind Blows put a margin on him, uh, and he's just powered home over the top of him and Gold Trip. Um, he'll meet Gold Trip a little worse at the weights after the penalty, um, but I think he's got more scope. I, I really do. I really do think he's got more scope for improvement. He'll go to a new peak there in that race and just needs a dry track. Um, I think you have to cop the tip from Zara. I really do. Yeah, nah. like if, if if it is if it is an ego and it is what you say, Zaman, and I, I personally think it is what you're saying. Um, it does, it it adds so much weight to that Doesn't argument it? that he thinks he's on the better horse because, as you just said, Nick, it's probably the best chance in maybe more than ten years that yeah, for a horse to go back to back in the uh, a Melbourne Cup. Mm. He's a bit um, of a quiet achiever, Mark Zara, though that. If J Mac did this with a horse, the horse that J Mac switched to go on, one hundred percent would be fine. I agree. I agree. Quite possibly. Yeah. I yeah, mean, look, Gold right. Trip is very, uh, very popular, and I mean, I can't knock that he's the price he is. I, I just can't understand eight dollars for without a fight. That's that's the bit I can't understand. Um, and I think you're right. If it's a James McDonald, he's probably nearly half that price. Well, that, How that's good, where... though that we've got like this year's Melbourne Cup. We've got. Ryan Moore on the favourite, J-Mac on the second favourite, Mark Zara, who's absolutely airborne, on that third favourite. You've got Zach Purden here. You've got one of the Japanese jockeys. I think Kohei Matsuyama is coming here to ride breakup, which I only found out today. I thought Damien Lane was on breakup in the Melbourne Cup, but they've got um, his regular Japanese rider out here to ride. So Frosty doesn't have a ride. They've tried the to do that, haven't they, this time? They even tried to have Yutaka... Is it Taki? How do they pronounce his surname? They wanted uh, him to ride. He was injured. Yes. He was injured, yeah, but otherwise he would have ridden... Mm. Uh, how do you say yeah. it, Sam? You, you can say it best, the horse's name, in the Golden Eagle. Oh, I murdered that in the last podcast. <laughs> I would have I I done an even, an even well, worse job. I, is it I also appreciate all of you guys in that podcast for not laughing or stopping me <laughs> as I was going through that, because even as I said it, I thought... Well, well, I, I don't, don't know how close this is. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how close this so, well, is. Well, I've butchered that. Let's yeah. just move on. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I thought. So I appreciate yeah, but they're, they're stuck with their up. jockeys this time, I think. Um, mm. that's, that's, that seems to have been part of the plan. Worked I with think Delta Blues, so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a, it's a good good case to um, to have. But I, I think I would rather Frosty on in it. Like, I'd rather the local jockeys, I think. But um, I'm, sure he's, I'm sure he's a world-class rider. Yeah. Um, 
Kohei. So am I on my own with without a fight? Oh, actually, Sammy's keen. Any, yeah, I'm with anyone you. else? Oh, he's uh, in the. You've got to spec sure. it. At, you've got to spec it at eight bucks. Have to. I think I'm in the position I where I'm I, on. You've talked me into it. Where, <laughs> where <laughs> it's well, tough. Seeing J Mac on Gold Trip, I'd love to say if you waited, you get a bit of price, but you, you can have all the mugs money that go top jockey. Who won the cup last, last year? Oh, know, okay, I'll back that one. Yeah, yeah, easy. Yeah. Like it's just it's easy. It's an easy one to fall into. It's an easy so find. It's tough to think that you'll get a better price on the day for it because it's got so much momentum already behind it with the celebrity. So around. speaking of better prices on the day, Vauban, we, we only really touched on it with the sort of the laugh around the McPrice comments. Um, that's the best tip uh, we can give anyone, isn't it? That, you know, do not take $3.50. Uh, Bet on the day on the for tote. sure. You'll get $6. Doville, Doville Legend was the exact yeah. same last year. I think he ended up going around like... At one point, it was like $3.50 fixed, very yeah. similar to Vorban. Yeah. Hadn't seen him in Australia before. And I, I reckon he got to like six fifty yeah. and, and $3 yeah. the yeah. place, just about like yeah, I, on, I the was, t- on the tote. So. I was going to ask you guys if, if that's that's the tip. If, you are, if you're a punter listening to this and you, you want to have a, a, a bet on the fave, currently three fifty dollars for Vorban. I, I agree. He can't Wait. start. We can't start. Potentially no, nothing will start that short. Potentially won't be favourite come cup. Yeah, there's a good chance Gold Trip starts favourite. I, I actually wouldn't. I wouldn't argue. Yeah, that's with that. true. I wouldn't argue with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so if any of these horses we're talking about you like, right now where we sit, take without a fight's price. Take Gold Trip's price. Don't, wait yeah. on four band. Don't, don't be Vorban. don't be launching into Gold Trip's price. I just I just don't think no. you get any better. I don't think you get any worse, but I don't think you get any better. I, I would definitely be waiting now because what are we with Thursday? You might be listening to this Friday afternoon. You've got to wait 24 hours. The barrier draw comes out Saturday, Saturday night. night. So yeah, that's true. You know, Gold Trip, heaven forbid, he could he could draw 24. Maybe he's a horse that it doesn't matter too much for him, but he could draw poorly, and you could get 650. Yeah, uh, guys, while we're on that, just for our our our, our listeners, uh, how much of a part does the barrier play in in a in a long race like this sam and i'll start with you um so we we talked about it in the podcast uh the locked in podcast around the 2500 meter start at flemington it's a disaster to be drawn wide because it's such a short run to that first turn uh the 3200 meter start at flemington is all the way back at the the top of the the straight um so they've got a hell of a long time to find their position and get across so it, 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 for that reason, wide barriers have been relatively successful over the years in the Melbourne Cup. You still would rather draw mid to low if you can, um, you know, because yeah. it just means less energy uh, you, uh, to, to get a reasonable spot. If you're a gold trip and you draw 24, you're probably, you know, getting a long way back out of your ground. It's going to be difficult to make up that ground with a big weight. It's not 50 kilos or 49 like Brew had, uh, the, the example Paddy just used there. You know, if, I, if I've got no weight on my back, I'm happy to draw anywhere. If I've got a big weight, I want all the favours I can get to get a nice run with cover without spending any energy first half to give myself every chance and have momentum and some clear running. Um, so I think you just need to weigh it up based on your horse, the sort of weight they're carrying, where they're getting to run. But if I to make one general statement, it's to say you don't tear up your ticket no matter where you draw in a Melbourne Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless you've drawn Barry 18, because I still don't think there's ever been a winner come from 18. I think, <laughs> Do not tear up your ticket if you draw Barry 18. The one time it did happen was, oh, was very elegant when she drew Barry 19 and there was a scratching and she came into 18. So um, do what you will with that. One of the best rides you'll ever see. For you, roulette play, for you roulette players out there, 
Barriers one to eight have had thirty-five winners, nine to sixteen, thirty-three winners, and seventeen to twenty-four, twenty-nine winners. So if that's not the most that's even spread point. you've ever seen, then uh, there, yeah. but there is a barrier, and I'm not sure if it is eighteen. That there's a barrier that hasn't had a winner for like four years. No, would that be one barrier one? I'm not sure. Prince of Penzance yeah. won from Barrier 1. 18 hasn't had a winner, and 15 has okay. only had one. Must be 15, then. That could be what I read. Uh, so. Yeah, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, just before we wrap up, and like I said, this is just our early preview, we'll be doing a live preview on Sunday night on our pages, and that'll be available as a podcast and things like that. Um, News to you, Pat. Make yourself free on Sunday yeah. night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Figure that one out. This might put you on the spot, but I know some people bet with colours. Who's got the best colours in this year's Melbourne Cup? I'd like to know this. Well, maybe that, that can be one for the next podcast. Have a think about it and come back. And when I'll, I'll, I'll give you a colours tip. Colours and numbers. Yeah. Colours oh, yeah. and numbers. You, you usually love the tea leaves. You're big on the tea leaves. The tea leaves, the star signs. Uh, the oh, yeah. t- did you ever see the tea anyone, leaves? Anyone got the Maltese red and white, Paddy? No, I, I don't have the... Uh, the yeah, me neither. Me, but... But I do love a good set of a good set of silks, and uh, I'll be coming at your next potty with who I think is the pick on colours. Is the that a Maltese? Pick. Is that a Maltese cross on our our Japanese horse in the Golden Eagle? I'll be on Bambarabi. 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 It could be. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's, it's the Maltese it's Japanese flavour. It's a fusion. Uh, <laughs> what a mix. It's a fusion. Your pronunciation, um, <laughs> pronunciation may be highly offensive. It could mean something we don't know. In Japan. <laughs> it, you, yeah. you, you don't know. And if I have offended anyone, I apologise. And I speak purely on behalf of myself, not the good folks at Dabble or Sporting. I don't need any enemies in Japan, mate. Or Matt or Pat Allen, or Nick Lloyd. Yeah. <laughs> I need to walk around with a disclaimer. Um, all right, we've talked about a few of the top ones in the market. We'll get on to the rest and revisit these horses mm. on Sunday night. That'll be available as a podcast and a show and things like that. Speed so map. Oh, we've got it all. Maps. Zam, well, you available? Find out if I get everyone involved. Why not? The sponsors haven't been keen on me, as you said. So uh, let's... Well, what did you think of that? Think Was that a good show, stitch hey? last night? Exactly. Exactly. No, the common man. Doing our best. If you need me there, I'll be there, mate. You know uh, that. Shivers. All right. We'll have, we'll have a bit of a chat and see what works with everyone. So... Good luck this weekend, punter. Start getting your head around the Melbourne Cup. And uh, thanks for joining us, boys.